You're listening to the Gates Church Podcast. For more information or to support this ministry, please visit thegates.org. August is halfway through, and, and so along with that, we're, we're coming to the nearing the end of our sermon series titled Practice Makes Progress. And uh, this Sunday won't be the last message, but as we get closer to the end, we're going to be spending the next uh, few weeks talking about the spiritual discipline and practice of prayer. Okay, so I wanted to kind of uh, bookend or finish what we're talking about uh, with more than one message discussing prayer. So before we, we get into things, I'll just invite you to bow your heads with me. I'll pray for a moment here. Lord God, we, we approach this topic uh, with, with humility, Lord, and on the same token with uh, great expectancy, knowing that, uh, Lord, in prayer you have so much for us and that um, you want to uh, grow us and, and move us closer to you as we, as we spend time praying and, and thinking and considering prayer. So, Holy Spirit, just uh, teach each one of us uh, as I speak and as I read from the Word, God, uh, you've blessed us with your presence here this morning, so I thank you for that. And we lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, why out of out of all the you know topics and spiritual disciplines, why should we spend uh, multiple weeks talking about prayer? Prayer is a thing that we need to be disciplined in, uh, perhaps more than any of the other areas that we could you know, talk about with spiritual disciplines. Prayer is the one that if we uh, don't do, that surely we're going to be missing out on, on the growth and the progress that God would have for us there. Prayer is truly essential. Prayer is essential to living. It's essential to Christian living, to the, the faith and the walk that God has put us on with him. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Henry shared with us, we had the blessing of hearing Henry Borsma preach, and he talked a bit about prayer, uh, and when he was discussing some ways of praying, he mentioned, or he said the word communication. He said, communication is key. And I, I appreciate that he said that, and that's kind of what I want to um, continue on from today and focus on for today's message on prayer is, is that idea of prayer as communication and communicating with God and considering the ways that we uh, do this and, and maybe perhaps how we can be more disciplined in order to communicate uh, more effectively and, and more clearly and consistently in our walk of prayer. Okay, So this, this morning's passage is uh, it's one verse is taken from Paul's letter to the Colossians church, where he's teaching them. Colossians 4, verse 2 says this Devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. Devote yourselves to prayer and stay alert in it with thanksgiving. So keep that in mind as, as uh, you know, I, I discuss different things about prayer, that this is kind of this is word devotion. And devoting ourselves to prayers is what I'm going to be talking about this morning. But before we can obey this command, before we can really 
uh, go on with this practice of devoting ourselves to prayer, I, I think it's useful to ask the question, um, why? Why should we? Um, you know, and, and then if we can have a handle on, on the answer to that question and, and perhaps believe why we should be devoted to prayer out of all things, then we can move forward in it. Because honestly, we can, honestly, we can devote ourselves to whatever we want, right? We have the ability to choose to be devoted to this, that, or the other thing. And yet here's Paul telling us, well, devote yourselves to prayer. So let's talk about why, as Christians, we should be devoted to prayer. Um, you've probably heard, uh, especially in evangelical Christianity, about relationship, right? Uh, um, some people say, well, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. And, and to us, we believe that, right? It's, it's, it's true in a sense that um, the, the, the reason for, for why and how and, and what we do as Christians is because of the relationship that we have with the one true God, our Heavenly Father. And, and as you read the Bible, uh, we, we get to read about the lengths to which God has gone to make this relationship happen, Right? Um, all through the Old Testament, his pursuit of his people, and, and in the culmination of it, as Jesus comes, and, and God comes to be with us in the flesh, in the person of Jesus, and the relationship there, and now the, the relationship that Jesus made a way for us to have with God through his sacrifice on the cross, and so on. So we have relationship with God because it is his will for us to do this and to know him. He made a way for it to happen. So this is the, the beginning, perhaps, of, of how, we, how we can say, well, yeah, I have a relationship with God. It begins with him and his will for it to happen. Um, and then usually as, as this begins, we also have some understanding or knowledge about God. Right? We know something or we receive the truth in some way about who he is, and this comes uh, through his word, right? As we read scripture and, and we find him in that, he reveals himself to us. And so not only has God started this relationship with us, but he provides the means for us to know about it and not just uh, feel aimless anymore, but we can find him as we, as we turn to the Bible. And so our relationship grows through that kind of knowledge as well. But at some point along the lines in this relationship and the process of it, we, we stop, we turn, we yield ourselves, and we reciprocate in some way back to God. We communicate back to him um, in some way, somehow. And this is where prayer comes in, right? This is how uh, communication, this is how prayer is a form of communication, is, is us turning to God and speaking to him and deepening our relationship through doing this. So this is where prayer comes in, and prayer is essential to the relationship that we can have with God. We can think of it this way. Um, in today's uh, world of technology and social media, um, there's you know all these celebrities who are very famous. They have millions of people who follow them and 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 love them or whatever, right? They're whether it's artists or different kinds of people. Some of them very talentless, in fact, but whatever. Um, they're popular, and so they have you know, followers on, on things like Instagram and, 
and Facebook and whatever. And so we can, you know, we can see photos, right, of, of so-and-so, and, and we can catch a live video of them uh, washing the dishes or whatever, or, or we can read a post or, you know, all these different things. And, and so we can feel, uh, in a sense, connected to a celebrity, to someone who, in fact, we've never actually met. But you couldn't convince me that that feeling of connection that you have with someone, you know, across the uh, time and space, you couldn't convince me, at least in my mind, that you actually have a, a real relationship with that person. I hate to break it to you, <laughs> if if that's uh, the feeling you have. But no, I I don't think, you know, I don't think that that qualifies as a relationship. Just the kind of distant following and 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 because there's a lack of communication right they've that, that person's never actually reached out to you to say something and you've never had a conversation with them that goes the other way there's been no back and forth or exchange of words or any kind of uh, talk between you and that person there's no relationship there you just kind of feel connected to them in sort of a, a abstract way i suppose So this kind of is just to communicate how relationship is, because we hear it all the time, well, communication is key. But it's true that communication is the key ingredient in this scenario anyways to having a real relationship with a person, right? Talking with them is what makes the relationship happen. So we pray because it's the thing which connects us to God in a relational way. It's, it's the means by which we can say, I do have a personal relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right? We, we've, we've turned to him and spoken and prayed and spent time in his presence in that way. And this is how our relationship grows. It's very important. One theologian sums it up like this. He says that knowing God is more than knowing about him. It's a matter of dealing with him as he opens up to you and being dealt with by him. Friends open their hearts to each other by what they say and do. We must not lose sight of the fact that knowing God is an emotional relationship as well as intellectual and volitional one and cannot indeed be a deep relationship between two persons if it were not so. So prayer is that connection, right? It's the connection between us and God that, that moves us from, as he said, knowing about God, which is good, but to truly knowing him in this relational, emotional, and intellectual way. Prayer helps move us there. And God has made it for that purpose. So um, God cares about prayer. We, we look at the life of Jesus, right? And we see prayer as... Uh, uh, we see Jesus devoting himself to prayer uh, again and again. I'll read different verses from all over the Gospels. They're short, but I'll read them all in a row to show this. You know, uh, it says, Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized, and while he was praying, heaven was opened. Another one. After he sent the crowds away, he went up to the mountains by himself to pray, and when it was evening, he was there alone. And another. After bidding them farewell, he left for the mountain to pray. And another, it was at this time that he went off to the mountains to pray, to spend the whole night in prayer to God. And another, in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place, and he was praying there. 
and one more. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and to pray. And there's, there's many more. These particular verses highlight how Jesus was, like I said, himself personally devoted to this kind of prayer with God one-on-one time where he uh, carefully and purposefully related to God in this way. Right? And of course, he prayed during his ministry and in, and in other ways too. So what I'm getting at is that by spending this time devoted to prayer, as, as Paul has told us to do, we will deepen our relationship with God. We'll do well to be devoted to prayer. And in fact, we'll, uh, we'll follow the, the footsteps of Jesus as he devoted himself to prayer as well. It's the means by which we have a sense of relationship with God. So I say communication is key. We must communicate with God in order to achieve this. But uh, the truth is that communication is a complicated or complex thing, I suppose, isn't it? Um, it takes many forms. We communicate differently. God has made us as different people to communicate in different ways and so on. But very generally speaking, when we talk about communication in prayer and praying to God and, and, and when, you know, I'm speaking about how we pray and when we pray and so on, there's, there's kind of two general categories that I believe some of us uh, slide towards on, on either side. Um, so the first one, when you hear pr- about prayer and communication, to you, you identify with this as you know a real time of connection with God, right? Where you feel this relationship that I'm talking about. So we feel God's presence around us. We experience the goodness of knowing him and spending time with him in his sanctuary and so on, as the psalmist says. Through prayer, we feel connected to God and more intimate in our walk with him and and this is, this is a good, beautiful experience in prayer. And, and we can liken it to, you know, a deep conversation with, with a friend or someone we know, right? A heart to heart. There's that, there's that connection that you have when you spend time with someone and you get to have really good, true conversation, right? It's, this is one of the ways that we can know God through prayer as well, is with this kind of heartfelt, uh, open and loving presence of, of, of his, his presence with us as we pray. But as I describe this experience in prayer, I know for sure that there's people who hear this and you aren't there. You're kind of on the other side where, where you spend time in prayer, sure, but if anything, you, you don't feel a connection. You feel an absence or a lack thereof. You feel... Um, you know, a distance from the one that you're praying to as you speak, you know. And it's not that you don't long for that intimacy in prayer with God. It's just that the connection isn't there, presently speaking. So to those of us who who currently identify more with um, this experience in prayer, let let me remind you of the communication metaphor and to encourage you to continue to be devoted to prayer. Think of it this way. What kind of relationship would you have with a person if you only relied on those deep, meaningful, heartfelt conversations? How, how, how can you sustain a relationship with another person if you, if you only speak on those terms with them? You know, if there's a certain kind of emotional connection happening. Like, imagine if I stop talking to someone simply because I don't always feel a deep 
sense of connection with them as we talk. Carissa Lynn calls me on the phone and she says, Hey Blair, could you uh, pick up some, like a loaf of bread and some milk on your way home? And I say, sorry girl, I hear the words you're saying, but right now I'm not really connecting with them. I'm not sure what it is. So I can't really talk about the bread. Um, maybe we can come back to it later. Whatever. She would hang up <laughs> and sigh. Married an idiot. Um, <laughs> I've never done that. Um, but how, how ridiculous would this be, right? If I refuse to communicate in practical terms or just about these things that don't really necessarily have, you know, tug at my heartstrings or anything like that. Communication is still key, right? Even about getting the bread and the milk for our family to eat at the end of the day, or whatever. So what I'm getting at is that if we only spend time in prayer when we feel a certain thing, a kind of connection, then I don't think we're quite there yet in our devotion to prayer, as Paul says. So do not be discouraged if your prayer times are not always full of of this close intimacy with the Lord. Um, Know that the communication is still, or perhaps just as, or even more vital, you know, when you don't feel that. And prayer will carry us in these times, whether we feel close with God or or not so much. Um, If you've read the Psalms, you know that they cover the whole range they cover it all. There's, there's peaceful rest. There's joyful meditation on God's word and just spending time with him. And, oh, it's so good to pray and be in your presence, God. All the way over to, why, Lord, do you stand so far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Has your prayer ever started that way? This is Psalm 10, verse 1. So, as we communicate with God, and as we're devoted to it, and we're, and we're disciplined in communicating with Him, we'll definitely find the spectrum of, of feelings, right? It's going to be as varied as our circumstances. But our need to talk with God and listen to His voice is not based on anything that changes, right? Our need to pray is not based on our circumstances, it's based on him and his faithfulness. So we spend time praying, not just at this time or that time, but at all times because he is faithful in calling us to walk with him wherever we're currently at. So there's, there's times of joy and, and communion and, and enjoyment and peace while we pray, but there's also going to be times where the only real sense that we have is, is an absence and a longing and crying out to God. And we'll find both on our journey as we pray through, through this life, and we'll find both as we read the scriptures as well. So the point, again, is to be devoted to prayer because it's our means of relationship with God through in and throughout, in all seasons. It's our main line, right? It's the way that 
that we get to express ourselves to him. I heard someone uh, recently say, I liked the way that they put it. Uh, They were saying, well, you know, in Christianity, we talk about our prayer life. Well, my prayer life is like this. My prayer life is like that. Or it's going like this or not so good or whatever. But we're not called to have a prayer life. We're called to have a life of prayer. You see the difference. Prayer is not uh, intended to be, um, you know, something that's set to the side and then taken out once in a while or whatever. It's, it's, It's our life. We're to have a life of prayer as we follow Christ in this world. It's essential to the Christian walk. And in light of you know, Paul's command to be devoted to it, this is the way that we indeed have this life of prayer, is, is through devotion to the practice. So we devote ourselves to prayer. So generally speaking, how then do we do this? Uh, how can we, you know, how can we find ourselves today, begin or continue to devote ourselves to prayer and and be faithful in this area? Um, well, the answer is very long. <laughs> I, I don't think I could provide it for you, even if I did have the time uh, in its fullness. But there's a few, you know, basic ways. And, and as I talk about these, know that prayer and uh, the walk of prayer and a life of prayer is a thing that we grow in and a thing that we, like I said, walk in. It's not, um, I don't know, it's not just based on facts or, or knowledge. It's a thing that we uh, continue to practice and grow as we do it. Simply put, I think the most simple way to learn to pray is by praying. We learn to pray by praying. Devote yourselves to prayer, right? This is a a command to do it and to continue on doing it, to be devoted to prayer. Uh, This reminded me of of learning to ride a bike. We're we're trying to, or not so much trying, but we're (laughs) encouraging and helping our four-year-old Sela to to learn to uh, you know, ride this pedal bike. She was persistent in asking for this, like a real bike, right? Like a bike like mom and dad's, I guess, that had pedals and all this stuff. So we've got her one, but she's still really little and, and she has lots of reservations and fears about falling and stuff. But, um, and we're busy, so it's, it's too bad that we can't you know, consistently go out like every single night and like get the hang of it. But as I've watched her you know, progress a little bit and learn, it's clear to me that, that you do learn to ride a bike by riding a bike, <laughs> which sounds kind of weird, but, you know, you get on, you pedal, and you fall. And you get back on, and you keep trying, and, and so you learn by doing. So we can, we can learn to pray uh, by committing now, off the bat, to, do, to, to be devoted to prayer and to practice doing it even though you, know, you, pro- you, you don't feel like you fully understand it. That's okay. Learn to pray by doing it. And so, with saying this, we can, uh, we can be devoted to prayer by, by being committed to it in uh, the sense of our schedules and our time, right? It's the same as most other spiritual disciplines. Um, commit to praying uh, at least daily. And I say at least daily because uh, if you read, many people talk about 
you know, praying in the morning, you know, before you start your day, also praying in the evening, spending time praying then as well, um, and 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 cultivating that practice and making it into a rhythm, a time of 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 spending time, you know, focused focused on on praying each and every day. And as you do this, you'll grow in your in your walk in the discipline that you have with prayer. And this applies to those of us who who struggle to feel connected to prayer as well. Um, be comforted by by this in in Romans eight twenty six to twenty seven. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and He who searches hearts knowing what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit helps us as we come to God in prayer, even even at the most helpless state, right? God just wants us to be there. Um, another thing, maybe, you know, maybe you've never consciously prayed before i don't know or maybe it's been a long time since you've spent time in prayer it's always for me at least it's always good and 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 deep uh and beautiful for me to return to the lord's prayer how jesus has taught us to pray right i'm not going to go through that and teach it but um it's there in the gospel where jesus says well first he says don't pray like this (laughs) Um, there's no need to worry about how what you say sounds or how you know fabulous you think you are no just just come before god and and pray like this and and then uh, he teaches his disciples what we call the lord's prayer right our father in heaven hallowed be your name thy kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us Lead us away from temptation and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. What a prayer. (laughs) I love to pray this. Speaking of scripture, the Bible is the thing which we should have in hand, right? As we are devoting ourselves to prayer. Um, Randy shared with us, one of our elders, near the beginning of the summer about Bible intake and the spiritual discipline of, of reading and studying Scripture. And and uh, this is this, what we should do as we pray as well. Remember what I said about um, the relationship that we have with God through knowing Him and as He reveals Himself to us and the Spirit shows us who He is in the Bible. And then we respond in prayer. And it's, it's not that you can't pray without you know, literally holding the Bible, but if you are making time in your day for a rhythm of prayer, it would be excellent to read the Bible as you do it as well and to respond to Scripture with your prayer. And finally, the other kind of helpful thing that I was thinking about was to pray like we mean it. And to mean what we pray. So that is to say, pray with, with faith and with hope 
and expectation, knowing that the one that we are praying to is God. He's the king, right? We're praying to the king. We have his ear, and he hears what we pray. So we take prayer seriously. We pray like we mean it, and, we, and, and, we, and it's heartfelt, right? So we pray with great expectations and with faith. We seek God in prayer earnestly. And we pray with this knowledge that, yes, he's mighty and he's holy and he's listening to your words. Let us not take the the ear of the king for granted, so to speak. Hebrews 4.14-16 instructs us in this. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So when we pray with Jesus as our Savior, our High Priest, the invitation is to indeed approach God's throne, right, with confidence, knowing that it's His mercy that has brought us there. We pray thus with faith and confidence in God, in Him and who He is and His care for you. And again, in Galatians, we're told that with His Spirit in us, And we cry out to him as his kids, right? We cry out, Abba, Father, which means Daddy, or his kids. So as we pray, we're praying to God. He's the king. The king is our father, right? And he's unlike any earthly father we could ever know because he's perfect and he's he's all-powerful, but he's also all-willing to lovingly and fully hear us in our prayer. And this is beautiful. It's a gift. So you can see in this that that God has offered us a relationship with him, right? And and that prayer is the way to uh, deepen that and to walk in that and continue to uh, day in, day out, Experience and know the relationship which he's provided so graciously for us through Jesus. It's part of the new life that we're called to walk in as Christians, right? It's this communication with our Heavenly Father. And so God invites us to know him in this way. His sacrifice for us on the cross is the picture of this, of this invitation to know him and to receive this new life. And Jesus is the means by which we can do it. Jesus' death was to achieve the forgiveness for sins, right? For sins that we could not repay. Jesus paid for them. And we have an opportunity again today to respond to God by taking communion, the Lord's Supper. And in doing this and receiving the symbols which represent Jesus' blood, that was spilled on the cross, his body that was broken on the cross. By by taking communion, we symbolically 
accept and say yes to his grace. We thank him for the relationship that we have and the, and the new life that we receive because of it, right? The, the power that we can know of prayer and of this relationship with the king, with our heavenly father. And as I read, we come before him with, with confidence. We come before him with confidence in his grace and the mercy that we receive at the cross. And so we take communion with thanksgiving.